Good morning. So after the pa- over the past few months, at a variety of Sunday liturgies, we've been blessed to have with us the adults who will be baptized this Easter, as well as those who are coming into full communion with the church. You would have likely seen them sitting up here in the first couple pews and then following the homily dismissed to continue their instructions and to reflect more deeply on the word of God. This past fall, we celebrated the rite of acceptance where they were received and accepted by our St. Paul faith community. And just a few weeks ago, we celebrated the rite of election where those who were to be baptized were enrolled here and then before the bishop. And they are now therefore called the elect. So beginning this Sunday and continuing for two more weeks, the newly elect participate in taking part in three successive rites called the scrutinies. The name is kind of a sort of a misnomer in as much as God is not scrutinizing the catechumens and what's wrong with them, rather to celebrate all that is good and true within them, just as Christ scrutinizes each of us with his divine light, revealing all that is valuable within us, as well as that is that within us that's hurting us, calling us to a new life filled with healing. So these three weeks, it's an opportunity to join the elect in looking inward in areas of weakness where healing needs to take place. It's a time to pause and to remember that God is really the root reality of our lives. God is what we do with our lives. And so we celebrate the scrutinies at our Sunday liturgies as we did this morning at the 8.30 Mass because they are a communal activity. We cannot love God who we cannot see if we do not love our neighbor who we do see. For true conversion is not only a personal matter, it's a communal commitment. We are with them and they are with us. There's no exclusion. We're all in this together. The three scrutinies carry the themes of water, light, and life, which are reflected in the readings that we hear each week. Which brings us to this morning's gospel story of the woman at the well. The text we just heard is the longest conversation Jesus has with a woman across all four gospels. It's used on this first scrutiny for includes the baptismal theme of saving waters and God's abundant love for all people. For the heroine, the seeker of truth in this story is a woman and a Samaritan. Now, by first century Jewish standards, she's the lowest of society. She's the outcast. She's worthless. Due to their religious differences, Jews greatly disliked the Samaritans and therefore it was totally inappropriate for a Jewish man to have spoken to this woman, much less ask her for a drink of water from her bucket. And yet, Jesus, a Jew, reaches out to her and offers her acceptance, self-worth, compassion. He treats her as he would have treated any member of his own society, with respect and dignity. His encounter with her, Jesus once again welcomes the lost and includes the sinner, the outsider. And what was the woman's response? She recognized Jesus for who he was, Messiah and Savior. 
She was the first evangelist, the only person recorded to bring an entire group of people to faith in Jesus as she ran to go tell everyone, and they came to believe on her testimony. And later the Samaritans believed because they heard the words themselves. And therefore, by extension, we're invited to cast aside any idols of our own making that get in the way of our authentic connection to God and to listen and then to live the word of God spoken here each Sunday so that we will believe and then leave going forth to spread the good news to all, to welcome all, especially those who are on the bottom rungs of society, all those that we may have shunned. But this is a gospel story that teaches us, reminds us, encourages us that in the kingdom of God, there are no outcasts. There's no strangers. There's no us versus them. There's no ego-driven judgments made about others. Rather, it's a kingdom of only repentant and welcome sinners, people like you and me. In light of the celebration of the scrutinies, this gospel helps us name the social and personal sin that keeps us from intimate relationship with God. Gospel highlights the evil of exclusion on any level, in our personal lives, in our society, in our religious structures. This gospel begs to ask the question, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Where am I going? What's my deepest fear? What changes do I need to make? And what needs to be healed? Because this gospel is not about the sinfulness of the woman at the well, or of the elect and the candidates, or of any of us. Rather, it's about the overwhelming love and grace of God in Christ, which is already within us. For we heard in the second reading, The love of God has been poured out into the hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And the gospel says that the spring within you, the spring within you will well up into eternal life. In other words, heaven and union and love emerges from the deep wellsprings within us, which implies it's already there. Our task is to recognize, to nurture and to bring forth this wellspring which is exactly what Jesus was doing when engaging the woman at the well. For you see in the words of the Jesuit Father Greg Boyle, God's too busy loving you to have any time left over to be disappointed in you. In the face of adversity and exclusion, what other answer is there but love? Thus, when we can build a community filled with loving and belonging, there's no separation of God and us. There's no us and them. It's all about mutual indwelling. This powerful story of Jesus meeting the woman at the well is told on this Sunday, during this first scrutiny to remind the electing candidates and all of us that the saving waters of baptism call us to lead a faith-filled life that's not about reverence, but relationship. It's not about personal beliefs, but about the gospel teachings. It's not about a life focused on power and prestige, but one where we're free to let go of all that we hold on to so that our heart and soul and body are free to embrace our God, whose love has been poured out into our hearts.
So for these three Sundays, when we celebrate the scrutinies, allow the time to look inside your God-given wellspring. Take time to examine how we are burdened in what we have done and what we have failed to do. Make time to remind our electing candidates and each other that we're all walking together on this journey to wholeness where our thirst will be quenched and our personal deserts will be made fertile with the refreshing and cleansing waters of the risen Christ.